cause your word, Lord, to enter into us. Open our eyes of understanding in the name of Jesus. Let our lives not remain the same that it used to be. But Lord, transform us in the name of Jesus. Transform us. Let your word do that which it can do in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, Lord, we ask that your anointing will rest upon your word in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you thanks. We rejoice in you. We bless your holy name. Hallelujah. At God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. I said is somebody excited at God's word. Amen. It's God's word. It, that's all we have. Amen. And it's God's word that makes a difference. It's it's all about God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Amen. Um, this is our first service of leadership development. And I'll be taking the topic that we have started with, that Pastor has started out with you know teaching us the components of greatness amen how many people have been blessed so far amen it's it's been wonderful it's been awesome in god's presence it's been teaching us you know the components of greatness and uh, we've seen the story particularly of abraham and i just want to continue you know on that line but I will be looking at the components of greatness, you know, from another angle. Amen. And the first thing I would like to tell us this morning, I hope we are, you know, seated here, spirit, soul, and body, and we have our, our books and our pens to jot things down. And, you know, Pastor told us something. He said, anytime the word of God is coming, it comes like a general word, but the word comes to you particularly it comes to you specifically and so you must always have your to-do list amen as in when the word of god is coming you should always have something that is being ministered to you that you will do amen because the word of god is actually about something we have to do amen we'll see that later on um as i go on preaching okay so the first thing i would like to mention to us is that the most important element to greatness is the voice of god or the promises of god without the voice of god or the promise of god or the word of god there is no 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 greatness for anybody amen hallelujah do you believe that without the promise of god without the voice of god there is no greatness and when we look at the life of um, abraham genesis chapter 12 and verse 1 it reads and the lord had said unto abraham get thee out of thy country and of thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that i will show thee Verse 2 says, and I will make thee a great nation. 
Abraham would have been an ordinary person. He would have just been like any other person. And indeed, Abraham, okay, he was even Abraham then. He was a normal person going about his normal business, probably, you know, trying to make ends meet, probably looking at one business or another to do, you know, just living his life normally. Amen. Now the word of God came to him and the story changed. The story changes immediately the word of God came to him. That is what changes the equation. At the point the word of God came to him, God promised him greatness. And then from that point, the equation changed. Amen. Hallelujah. The word of God came to him and said, I will, that is God talking. That is God's voice, God's promise to him that I want to do something with your life. And that was when Abraham now had, okay, okay, there is a possibility of greatness, okay. That was when it even came to his mind that he could be great, he could be a blessing and all that. Amen. The Bible says, and God said, I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee. And I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Amen. Every word of God to us comes with something that we have to do. I told us some, um, that earlier. God always needs our cooperation in blessing us. And there is always something we need to do. Whenever God's words come to any of us, and the word of God, I tell you, the word of God comes to each and every one of us. The only difference is, are you receiving that word? Amen. It says, now the Lord had said to Abraham, get thee out of your country. That is an instruction. God is telling him what to do. See, God is ready to bless, yes. But every word of God that will always come to us, there will always be a God word part and a man word part. God, even though God is an absolute God, when it comes to dealing with man, God is never absolute in that, in that sense. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you following me this morning? God is never an absolute God. As in, God will come to somebody and say, I will make you great. And then you will be like this. And then a force will just happen and then you will be great. No. If God dealt with us like that, that means we are like robots. But God doesn't want that. God wants a relationship. There is a relationship between God and us. And that is why when God made us in Genesis 1, he made us in his image after his likeness. Man is a tripartite being. You have a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. Man, what differentiates man from every of other of God's creation is that man has a choice. Man can decide. And then when the word of God came to Abraham, I will, it's a proposition. I will make you great. I will do this. 
but God needed Abraham's cooperation. What did Abraham need to do? Can you, can you tell me? I want to know if you are following. No? Okay, what? Amen. But the specific thing that Abraham had to do was to get out of thy country. Amen. It's there in the Bible. To get out of the country from thy kindred and from thy father's house. That is the proof that Abraham is ready for the greatness that God has promised. God comes to Abraham. Get out of your father's house. Get out of your country. Get out of your kindred. And I will make you great. I will bless you. You will be a blessing. Now, what do you think will happen? If Abraham was waiting and he was negotiating with God and he was thinking, do you know that at times we do that? Whether consciously or unconsciously, we begin to negotiate with the word of God. Ah, eh, maybe I will go out tomorrow. Ah, God. Ah, okay, I still have one thing to deal with my cousin about. I see. Now, when we read this, in, in the Bible. It's easy for us to just read it and read it like a normal story and to read it like, you know, sentence. But no. Let's put ourselves into the shoe of Abraham. Do you think it is easy for God to look at you and tell you, move out of your father's house. Move out of your kindred. Move out of your country. God was specific. And then to make matters worse, go to a country that I will show you. Who does that? It doesn't make sense, does it? Hallelujah. It doesn't make logical sense. And I want us to know that anytime God's word comes to us, it wouldn't make sense because God doesn't make sense. God has not reduced himself to a, to a God of senses. God outweighs our senses. God doesn't deal as man deals. Amen. God is beyond our senses because God is omnipotent. He is omniscience. He is everywhere. God is God. God is too mighty. Amen. You, you, you need to understand that in our own small minute mind we we begin to put god in our but no this god he is the one that speaks light out of darkness you don't understand there is darkness he now calls light out of that darkness who does that i say everywhere is dark he now decides to call forth light even the light yet daddy amen and then another thing about god he delights in bringing life out of death when a situation or somebody is dead eh, eh, that is when god god is happy as in yes because i am god i will call forth light life out of that dead and that was why he didn't bother god 
whether Abraham had one child or whether he was impotent and Sarah's womb was dead, he didn't bother God. Because what God will do, he will do. God can do everything and anything. Amen. You need to understand this, our God. And until you understand who God is, until you understand his power, until you understand that he is omnipotent, until you understand his, the, the greatness of his power, you will still begin to doubt him when he speaks. I was reading, um, I'm currently reading Revelation. You know, I'm just reading. I was not interested in uh, finding the video. I was just reading. And it interests me to know that the word of God, when God speaks, you, you know, another thing we need to understand is the word of God is not just the Bible. Amen. Did we, do you understand? The word of God is not the Bible. It's not the Bible. And you see people do the Bible anyhow. Some people can even kick it. Lano can carry the Bible and throw like this and say, hey, this black book, whatever. Some people can put the Bible on their heads. They can, some people can lie down on it. Some people can do anything with the word. But do you know that that is not the word of God? The word of God is God speaking. Hallelujah. Are you getting me this morning? The word of God is God. God almighty. Speaking. And you know what? When God speaks. It comes to pass. The word of God. The, uh -uh. When God speaks. I think I prefer that. When God speaks. When God. Speaks it happens when god speaks there is nothing that will hinder it have you thought of that there is nothing that will that will stop it as in something will stop the word and say ah no it cannot it cannot ah, no it doesn't matter that is why the word of god came to joseph you will be great. You will be a prime minister and all that. And that word came to pass. Even though he was in prison. Even though there was nothing that looked like greatness. There was nothing that looked like prime minister in him. That word still came to pass. But the problem is that at times we, 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 we judge things by our 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 little brain when the when it's taking time we say ah, no god god lives outside of time i was telling you about um the book of revelation that i was reading and it will interest you to know that anytime god speaks the word of god always comes with lightning with thunder with earthquake that is the word of God. Amen. So the word of God is not just that Bible. But do you know what? In the dispensation of grace and mercy, God has packaged his word and now 
put it into the Bible so that everybody and anybody could still have access to the word of God. And the letters that we read in the Bible, everybody, any, any person can still come up with that word and receive it as the same as if God was speaking with thunder, lightning, earthquake and everything. Because it will be easier if God should come to you now and lightning, thunder, and he speaks. Ah, God has spoken. Hey, and then it's easier. But it's that same word that God has encapsulated and put in the Bible. Of course, the, the, the Bible also has some other history and all that. But inside it, that is still the wisdom of God. Do you know that the word of God should be like this, this treasure hunt? I don't know whether you, you, you have watched it in, in the telly before. You know, when, you know, all those epic movies, when there is one, one, one scroll that is, is, is locked up in somewhere and is hidden in one island and somebody has to go cross the seven ocean, do this to carry that treasure because that treasure is is so marvelous it's so it's so fantastic and then when you carry that treasure they have to open it you know with all the ephesi and all that that's the same way the word of god is but because we are in the dispensation of grace the dispensation of mercy that same word he has put in the bible but the difference and we shouldn't lose the power in that same word it's now left for us to receive that word amen because god didn't put the word in the bible for us to just commonize it that same word has not lost its power it has not lost its potency but the word of God is, is there for anyone that will receive. Hallelujah. There is always something we have to do. God told Abraham, he said, get out of your kindred. Get out of your father's house. Get out of, he gave him an instruction. Why? Because God is waiting. God is looking for a man. That will take his word absolutely. That will believe his word. Hallelujah. And that is why I love Luke chapter 1 and verse 37 and 38. Let's open there. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 1 and verse 37. The TPT translation that is the passion's translation says not one promising not one promise from god is empty of power for nothing is impossible with god another translation says nothing you see is impossible with god hallelujah the the the, the next verse which is verse 38 
the, the partial translation. Then Moses responded. Then Mary responded. The word of God, when it comes to us, it should always provoke a response. Hallelujah. Until the word of God provokes a response from you. Just as when Abraham had the word of God. There has to be a response because God was waiting on him to do something. God was waiting for Abraham to do something. Now it's not a matter of, oh God, when will you bless me? Oh God, when will you do it? No. God has spoken. God is waiting for the response of Abraham. And until Abraham stood up and did something, God will be waiting. Hallelujah. Okay. Then Mary responded saying, this is amazing. Anytime the word of God comes to us, and you have to come to a place where you receive the word personally. You personalize the word. It must provoke a response in you. And then you should be able to see something amazing. That word should, you know, the Bible says, it was Jeremiah talking, he said, the, the, the word have I eaten and it is a rejoicing in my soul. The word should provoke a rejoicing in you. The word of God came to us, it says, uh, our shame and our disgrace has ended. If that word has come to you and you believe and you know that indeed will you receive the word and do like this our shame and our disgrace are ended and your face remains like that possible that means there is something defective either you don't know the God that has spoken and I think that's where the problem is we don't know the God that has spoken because if you dare know the God that has spoken, if you know that this God, he doesn't fail, there is nothing that can stop his word. If you know that this God is a God, is a, is a talk and do God, when you receive the word, ah, there should be a rejoicing in you. I don't know how you, 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 you take the word, but the, the word of God should Believers should walk like this, as in, but it only comes when you receive the word. And there is another key to, I think I'm jumping. There is another thing that comes that, that must enable you to come to that state. And that is by meditating. When the word of God comes to you, what does it mean? Your disgrace and shame has ended. And you receive it like flat. My disgrace and shame. Some of you don't even know what is disgrace. When you personalize the word, you will sit down and say, do I even have disgrace? That's the, that's the first point. Because some people are like, my disgrace, I don't have any disgrace. They will do like this. I don't, I don't, I don't have any disgrace. They would have forgotten. Meanwhile, the person still and you don't have disgrace. Abby? Your shoe is still going like Asko and you don't have disgrace. 
to pay house rent you are still like ah oh god oh god and you don't have disgrace your car to start it to to it will be making melody unto the lord and you don't have disgrace some of us are proud in god's presence we are proud god says your shame you will first of all sit down and take your dictionary and look at what it means what is shame then you begin to define what shame is to you you begin to look into your life you begin to look into your generations you begin to look at everything possible that could mean shame even the one that god did not mean let's just put it that way you begin to include it ah and as you are thinking as you are meditating on it more will be coming every of your situation that took of a job is shame dear you will include it you are 33 and a half nobody to marry and yet the word of god came your shame and then you are like you are posing i don't have shame you have shame now amen before god will say before god will speak a word he knows your situation and he has only come to deliver us by his word because he knows that we cannot deliver ourselves and so when god brings a word he expects us to receive the word to embrace it we have to embrace the word of god god's people hallelujah she said this is amazing i'm reading um, the passion's translation she embraced the word this is amazing ah this is amazing this is amazing and you have to come to that point where when the word of god is coming to you you accept it and you say this is amazing because this is my word it says i will be a mother for the lord he, he she interpreted that word she interpreted it i will this is what this word means i will be the mother of the lord she thought of it amen and as a servant she placed herself in a place of a servant what does a servant do a servant will always do the bidding of the of 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 the higher person i accept whatever he asked for me may everything you have told me come to pass and the angel left him the angel has completed his work hallelujah the angel left because she the angel has seen somebody that has embraced the word that has that is excited about the word and that at that instant she was able to see and that was why the the message translation says nothing that is verse 37 nothing you see is impossible for the lord you have to see hallelujah at that instance she she, she just saw the possibility of what God wants to do with her life, she embraced it and, and all that. We have to embrace God's word, God's people. 
we have to personalize that word let that word become your word let it become a word that is for you hallelujah and most of the time you know we, we just allow you know the parable of the sower we just allow the devil to steal the word from us in the parable of the sower you know god 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 tell, told us directly what is happening the state at when we receive the word of god that if you don't meditate on the word of god if you don't confess it if you don't embrace it this word that god has spoken has a way of escaping escaping us when the issues of life comes and the word of god is not deeply rooted you forget the word amen and that is what happens but god is calling us to a state where we constantly embrace the word of god and the only way where we can where we can enter into that state where the word of god becomes real to us and please don't forget that when the word is possible the word of god comes to you now and is ah you are all excited and then the next minute is possible and the the reason why it's possible is that when we are faced with the issues of life and all that we just forget about the word is it true that is when doubt comes in amen but there, there there are three steps that i believe will continually make this word of god to remain fresh before us to remain a personalized word to remain a word that we are excited on to remain a word that we have held on to do you know what it means for abraham to hold on to god's word god's promises for over how many years how many years 25 years hallelujah it's not 25 hours if it's 25 hours he has tried it's not 25 days if it's 25 days he has tried it's not 25 weeks it's not even 25 months it's 25 years do you know what it means no wonder abraham qualified to be called the father of faith this is an ordinary man he qualified to be called the father of faith because his life became an institution for us to learn how he did it and do you know do you know what every one of us the bible is written down we have what it takes to go inside the world and learn how he did it hallelujah we we can go there and learn from his example he didn't have any example to 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 follow he didn't have anyone to read about and say okay okay no and that is why he became the father he was given that position he was i'm sure the whole of heaven the host of heaven the angels everyone they gave him a bow yes he waited for god for 25 years just for a promise what do you think kept him 
What do you think kept him believing? Do you think he just received the word and then he forgot about it? No. I'm sure if if he did that, if it the word of God was out of his sight even for 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 one day, he would have he would have just oh God. And that was what happened to Sarah. They were together, they were believing God, they were this, they were but it came to a stage. She said, Well, eh, well this God, I don't know. At that point, she negotiated out of God's promise. She gave thought to it and she was like, Well, maybe this, this slave is my own slave now. And they do that. They do that in the olden days. When the madam has a, has a boss, I mean, has a slave, you can, you can have a child through that slave and it will still be your own child because the slave you own the slave like in the olden days when you have a slave you own the slave for life you own everything about the slave you own the slave you own the the children he be, she, he, she bears and all that so she just thought of it oh this god is taking long let me cuckoo do this hallelujah he held on to God's word. Let's 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 open our Bibles to Romans 4:19 and and that will be Hallelujah. The Passion Translation in spite of being nearly 100 years old when the promise of having a son was made his faith was so strong that he could not undermine by the fact that he and sarah were incapable of having children he never stopped believing god hallelujah he never stopped believing god's promise for he was made strong in his faith to father a child and because he was mighty in faith and convinced that God had all power needed to fulfill his promise God I mean Abraham glorified God there are three things I believe were the key amen I'm sure Abraham must have meditated on that word so much the word of God was not just his once in a year or once in a day meditation. He constantly kept the word before him. He was constantly meditating on the word. He confessed the word. And that is the beauty of it. You can't, you can't jump one process. The word of God you meditate upon, you are able to speak it out. And the word of God you speak out, you are able to keep on meditating upon. And when you meditate on the word, you are putting yourself in the picture of the word. And then thanksgiving. So I, I believe those three factors. Meditation, confession, and thanksgiving. He took the word of God, he meditated upon it. And as he was meditating, he never allowed that word to leave his mouth. 
he constantly spoke it and that is why if i want to know whether you are in faith about the word that has been spoken to you let me just listen to what you are saying then i will know whether you are in faith hallelujah if the word of god came to you okay the word of god came to us in this center god is raising millionaires you know it wouldn't make sense because all of us we we look like millionaires amen but god expects us to meditate on it and to begin to speak like it you don't have anything to eat but the word of god has come to you so speak we don't speak where we are we speak where we are going we don't speak what we are we speak what we are going to be hallelujah we don't speak the present we speak the future we don't speak what is happening to us we speak what is to happen and when you begin to speak the more you speak the more you are energized the more you begin to walk like what you are speaking I believe when Abraham because he had to find a way to begin to speak that word to constantly speak that word I believe that was the point where God changed his name so that he would constantly speak the word he would constantly speak the word I believe at that point when he when he called begin to when he begin to call um, Sarah when he begin to call Sarah Sarah a, a woman that was already you know by virtue of what was happening to her the situation you, you could imagine 316 um, servants men that went to war when Abraham wanted to um, fight for Lot and all that and I believe those men were married in the olden days I believe they had children and I believe they didn't have one child Abraham was a good boss I mean he would have he would have given them freedom you know I'm sure they would have had many children you know and you can imagine how many children were in that house in abraham's house full of children school boss carry them to school blah 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 and yet he didn't have a child but he held on to god's promise that if god can say this if god can promise me this then it is good as done hallelujah it came to to a point and we have to also come to that point where we embrace God's word and my question to us today of course I can't finish this there is still a part two of it of this message and my question to you this morning is that what word has God given you it might have it might look like the promise as 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 gone or the promise as is hibernating but you can reawaken that word by meditating on that word by by making that word alive once again and by putting that word ever before you by speaking that word 
and believe in and believing in that word until you believe that word people of god the word of god will be as though it is important hallelujah let us not always make the word of god as though the word of god is void of power let the word of god in your life and in my life become potent become real by believing that word by staying on that word and by having a bulldog um faith you know what a bulldog does a bulldog will jesus a bulldog will and when he does he won't let go let's let our faith be like that and i want to challenge us let us just speak one of god's promise let's let's prove god in this season where god has called us to a to a time of mercy let us let us let, let me challenge us let us just take one promise one out of it one any one promise and stay hold to that promise and stay put on that promise and hold on to it wait and he said ah, it is god that has spoken this one will come to pass in my life and i believe the more we meditate on it the more we speak the word the more we thank god because it is in the place of thanksgiving it is the, in the place of thanking god that we begin to see ourselves and we begin to see god in the light of that word that ah, god can do it now god can do it god can do it god god is able nothing can stop him god has so many angels if it is even maybe maybe we need to read the book of revelation i don't know some of us are scared of it but let's just read read it as in like just read then we will know the god we are talking about the god that is so powerful so when he picks a, a small me a small you and speaks his word to us you will know that that word will come to pass amen hallelujah that word will come to pass i don't know about you i don't know you can just bow down your head and begin to talk to god begin to talk to god like 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 mary the mother of jesus did she received that word hallelujah begin to receive the word of god begin to receive it begin to tell god like god i am sorry there is a song that says i have made you too small in my eyes tell god you are sorry but i repent lord i have made you too small in my eyes i have i have i have calculated that ah god can you do it god are you able can you can you but tell god you are sorry because this god we are talking about is a mighty god he spoke the earth and the heavens to pass just by his word and look at the heavens look at the earth today there are over how many billions of people there are so many companies so many there are so many languages so many tongues so many nations of the earth and this our god he just spoke 
he just spoke begin to tell God God I am sorry I have made you too small in my eyes oh father Lord forgive us in the name of Jesus